0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Amen. Uh, Now, you should have a skeleton outline for tonight. Do not let this scare you. Oh, yeah, don't let that one. That one is scary. Uh, don't let it scare you. Okay. Just because it's made it to the paper doesn't mean we have to do it. Okay. So we we'll stop when it when it comes time to stop. Okay. Um, we don't we don't have to worry with that. Uh, another thing. Uh, to uh, next week, I will be gone in the, to the Keys. We hope. We hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish that's the that's the plan is for us to go fishing. <laughs> yes, yes I do. Uh so I'm sorry. Does that mean that you won't have Bible study next week or someone else will do it? Uh I we we don't have somebody else to do this. Uh no, sorry about that, we'll Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the 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 two things I don't think I hit really well last week because I think um, I just uh, felt like a time squeeze, and that was uh, Paul's second visit to Jerusalem that he mentions, and that's the beginning of the uh, second chapter and Paul's disagreement in Antioch. I don't... Um, I just, I just don't think we, uh, we covered that. At least there were some other things I wanted to say uh, about, especially that visit to Jerusalem. Uh, let's, let's see if we get. Uh, oh, remember now, we're dealing with a group of churches. We're not dealing with one church. We're, the glacier is an area, and we'll, we may even look at that uh, t- uh, tonight. Um, I, I mean the map. And and see the difference. Um, There, there it is. Okay, Uh, and uh, so the area right there in the center, you see, that's Galatia there, and it it reaches down there to Lystria and Iconium. Uh, The sit those cities are are uh, considered in that Galatian area there, and um, uh, uh, Paul's travels he. Well, we, we're, we'll get to that later uh, tonight, but when, he, when Paul travels through there, you know, we wonder why he got up into Galatia at all, and so there's some explanation around his illness that, that may help us, okay, at, at least according to Barclay, all right, and if you don't know Barclay, what that means is um, a guy uh, wrote through the New Testament, Barclay did, yeah, He's an Englishman too. He was William. Yeah, William Barclay. Okay. All right, uh, so we'll we'll come back uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, but let's look at the second visit. Uh, our our first slide. Uh, After 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem. This time with Barnabas, I took Titus along. Now, <clears throat> so he so he's gonna go, he's gonna go up there, which, which means he is he is making this effort. Uh, to go to Jerusalem. And if you, at this point in the church, really, Jerusalem is considered head. You know, this is where all the apostles are, uh, you know, ex-disciples. You, you, but you know what I mean. There's Peter, and uh, James is there, the brother of Jesus. And so this, this is, like, considered the, the upper part of it, okay? But uh, so Paul's showing respect, by going by going there, this uh, at least the second time. It's for, another was 14 years in in between that he says. So he's he's going and this time. He's taking Barnabas, and if you know anything about Barnabas, Barnabas is this really good guy's loved by everybody, just loved by everybody. He started out in the Jerusalem church, and everybody just loves him. Uh, it, I think it. The, the name Barnabas means son of consolation, I think is what, what the name means. Uh, but he's, he's, he's just so like, a, he's one of them guys that you got to have around in your life, okay? They plug you in or help you get plugged in. They'll show you a place to plug in. And, and that's what he did with Paul. Paul really couldn't get going because everybody was afraid of him. He, he, he had been a very dangerous man. Uh, to the church, and so everybody was afraid of him. Uh, And here he gets uh, converted on the road to Damascus, and he he really doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, He's over here, and I think he goes back home uh, to Tarsus, and um, uh, Barnabas somehow knew about him, so Barnabas is up at Antioch, and all these Gentiles are being saved all over the place in Antioch, and... They, they don't have any scriptural background, and so Barnabas thinks, "Well, there's this guy Paul. He is really well educated and has all the scriptural background and everything." So he goes and gets Paul, brings him to Antioch, and he starts teaching, and he and that's it. He he takes off. Uh, he takes off from there, and so this this Barnabas is a guy you want to have around. He's He's good with the Gentiles, and he's uh, good with the, he's in good with the church in Jerusalem. So Paul's going to take Barnabas with him, and then takes along Titus, and Titus is like this test case. I thought it was a great name. I, I love it. Yeah, he's like this test case. In other words, Titus is, is Greek. He's a Gentile. And he, he has never had anything really to do with Judaism. And the gospel come along, uh, Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And, and Titus says, oh, that sounds right for me. And uh, he, he, he becomes a believer. So he's taken Titus along as living proof of what the gospel is doing among the Gentiles. Okay, I'm, I'm, uh, actually, I read I read one of the that said exactly that. You t- called him a trophy. Uh, I, I think he's mo- mo- more actually more than that because uh, he becomes the illustration. Uh, yeah, thank you. He becomes the illustration a little later. Okay. Uh, so Titus went in response to revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders remember now he's, he's showing respect by going there he's got the substantial bridge over troubled water Barnabas with him and then he's got uh, Titus and so uh, he goes there uh, so he's, he's showing respect um, he's almost like, now this is what's happening. And, and, and in some ways, he wants their stamp of approval. Uh, so he's showing respect. But notice when he talks about them being leaders, he says, they're esteemed as being leaders. <laughs> I know, you hear it. You hear it. I, mean, I am not saying this, other people are esteeming them as this. Okay. And the word I wanted to use about Paul here, he refuses to be awed by these guys in Jerusalem. And he just it's it, not that he's disrespectful. He's he's respectful and uh, they give him some instructions before they gave him some instructions before and then said, well, uh want you to remember the poor, he said, which I was happy to do. So, so he will do. Um, but I guess when you talk about Paul, he's really hard to impress. Hmm. I, I think that's w- what it is. He's just really hard to impress. And... Uh, a reputation is not something that would bother uh Paul very much or he would even i think think about now the reason I want to bring that out is if you're like me you, you you want to look and see what is it that makes a guy tick like paul uh, you know and and maybe i'm too awed. <laughs> I may or be more like Paul. May I don't know. But if I get around a guy like that, I'll get I'll try to get close to him, okay, hoping some of that'll rub off on me. Yeah. And I can take some of that home with me. Okay? Uh, a a you know, a guy like that. But but there's just something about him, and I think this is part of what makes him makes him uh great. Uh And then, of course, he comes out of this. uh, I'm going to call it a special task. I'm not sure he would do that, okay? But he comes out of this with uh, them saying what is his special calling, and that is to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. But he does a lot more than that. He is the one who theologized the gospel and got it into its most thank you got it into its most theological form that we could really oh said that's it it's the grace of god yeah. Yeah. see okay paul's the one that does that nobody else does that it, it really in the new testament um even when it comes to the, it, it's almost like Jesus never give a whit for organization. Yeah. But now we're left with the church. We have to organize some things, yeah. even if it is just to get the chairs straight. You know, all right? That's another, another uh, discussion, okay? Uh, and, and, and the guys in Jerusalem, they don't know what, they, they don't, they're flying by the seat of their pants. They think Jesus is coming back tomorrow. They don't need to make any plans, or you know, and all right, okay. Somewhere along the line, someone's going to have to be adult here, and 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 see that we change the baby, and and uh, and do that kind of thing. Okay, all right. Yeah. So he gets this uh, special task now. Now Peter preaches to the Gentiles. He. Peter's already preached at Cornelius' house. Do you know that story, Cornelius? Okay, Cornelius' house. God calls him over there to, to tell him about Jesus. And so he goes over there and tells him about Jesus. And, and guess what happens? He starts preaching. And he's went out. while he's preaching, the Holy Spirit comes on. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> oh, my gosh! And 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 so they're they're all converted and Peter's almost like, well, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> a bunch of Gentiles are saved, and well, let's baptize them. Okay. <laughs> That's a like, good idea. They baptize Dan. Here's the point. Here, here's the point I want to make. Peter's already done this. He's already done this work. Okay. Uh, but he doesn't theologize on it. Paul does the work and he theologizes. Oh, here's the theology behind all this that's going on here. Here's what. Here's what. Here's the theology behind it. And of course, which we already said it, It's Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Died, buried, rose again, according to the scriptures. And if you believe that, then you're saved. You're a child of God. And uh, but. But he, he doesn't get that in theological form, okay? <clears throat> That's Paul's visit to Jerusalem, right? We, we won't need... We read this, actually. We read this last week, so we, we won't uh, read it. Now, uh, Paul's disagreement in Antioch. And, uh, let's go to Paul's disagreement, and that will be verse 11 through 21. There, there you go. There you go. Ah. Uh, Okay, well, when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his faith because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. And now you know who Cephas is. That's 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 the disciple Peter. Okay, that's who that is. All right. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy, so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas, the only guy was just bragging on. Yeah, even he falls into this, was led astray. So. Peter's making this visit to Antioch, and it's just a bunch of just bunch of Gentiles, and they have the Lord's supper together, which was their love feast, uh, and it was it was common in the early church for them to get together for a meal and and the Lord's supper and and uh, just to uh, sit around table. Well, Jews don't do that with Gentiles. Jews don't eat with Gentiles, but they, they didn't, you know. Uh, they were afraid they'd be contaminated either through the wrong kind of food or uh, through uh, a, a Gentile uh, contaminating them in some form. And so uh, Cephas, when he first went up there, he was good with it and would join in and they, they, they would have real fellowship together. Uh, but when the people came from Jerusalem of the circumcision group, they decided they don't need to do that anymore. With the Gentiles will have our own little get-together over here and just be Jews, Jewish people, do that. And that even put the pressure on Barbas. And if, did you notice I tried to make a big deal out of the word afraid? that is not a really good motivator. I know it motivates a lot of people, but if, if it's alive in your life, it's probably not a, a good motivator, uh, hopefully. All right? So, uh, and, and what does Paul do? Now, the offense is done in public. The, the offense of ignoring Gentiles is done in public, so you would think the remedy would also have to be public. And and who's the guy for this job? Paul. Paul's the guy, and he does it. And I think it's be. I I, I think it is because. Again, he was not awed. And here he in in this book he really argues for his apostleship. And the reason he has to argue for that is because all these guys saw Jesus in the flesh in Jerusalem. All those guys saw Jesus in the flesh. And he didn't. He meets Jesus as the risen Lord. And so he's got a completely different experience, but he considers it to be as good as anybody's experience with Jesus. See? See? So, so, so you know he starts like behind these guys in that sense, okay, but not in his mind. In his mind, that's as good as seeing Jesus in the flesh. Okay? All right. Uh, that'll uh, kind of get us up to up to snuff what I wanted to do with that Jerusalem experience okay now the next section is grace over law that is um, he's going to argue now that you know grace is the dominant one over law and it's not the law okay because the guys have been pouring into there and he'll bring them up again Later in the book, we'll get to it, uh, have been coming in there and teaching them that uh, they need to be circumcised. And, of course, that's just the beginning. Uh, once you submit to that, then the next thing is the entire law of Moses and, uh, will be heaped on you. And, and that's, what, that's what they're wanting to do. And Paul's arguing against that. He's arguing uh, vehemently against that. And so he appeals to their experience. In the third chapter, verses 1 through 5, he appeals to their experience. <clears throat> you foolish Galatians. <laughs> 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 oh, That's a good way to start out a paragraph, isn't it? You foolish Galatians, (laughs) Uh, you really ignorant people. You're doing stupid stuff, that kind of of thing uh, is is what he said. You, You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? I know. It's like somebody showed a little trinket in their hand and got your attention and, and started leading your leading you around, okay? Or who's who's put a spell on you? Somebody put a spell on you and get you to follow along with this because we know you can't be doing that any other way. This is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, we can't be doing that. Uh, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. And that just meant when when Paul came there and preached that he preached Jesus Christ crucified for them. And then, of, of course, buried and rose again the third day. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Just tell me this one thing, this, just this one. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Now, you know, Think about that for yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the, but the answer is clear. It, it, it demands a yes answer because their experience, he knows what their experience is. He preached to them. They heard the gospel, they believed, received the Spirit, and now you're drifting. you're drifting. But remember where you come from? Remember where you come from. What you know, your experience. Uh, Well, you can argue with me about any of this stuff. But the one thing you really can't argue with me about, I mean, you can, but it won't help you, is my experience. And that became so important to me, not in this Bible, but in the old Bible. I wrote it down. I dated it because I needed a reminder. This is how I began. This is when I began. And and it really did. It helped me to write it down, and then I could turn to it every once in a while. Like, oh, there it is, right there. I yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. Yeah, I had that experience, and so that's mine. And and your experience is you. Nobody really argued with you about that, because it's yours. It, it's yours. I maybe try to understand or something. Okay, and so that's what he's that's what he's writing to them now is is re- remember where you come from. Uh, are you so foolish after be- beginning by means of the Spirit you are now trying to finish by means of the flesh? That is, you know, your work, what you do, uh, how you respond. Are you you're really going to start in the Spirit and now uh, go to that? Uh, ooh, have you experienced so much in vain? Uh, and, and it looks like uh, when you see that, uh, that I think the translators are saying, it's like a complete, uh, the, the sentence is not complete. And it, it, the, the first part of the book has quite a bit of that. It, it's like he's impassioned to talk about this, so he doesn't even finish sentences uh, Yes. Been years. Oh, oh, go. oh, the, yeah, 14 years back to Jerusalem. And yeah, and not necessarily to when that church started, okay? Uh, if, if I remember right, we should touch on that tonight. Uh, and... It's in the book of Acts, too, uh, but we get more information in this book about the circumstances, and I think that's yet to come, okay? Um, uh, he, he talks about he actually started there when he was sick and, and preached them the gospel, and, and they, they accepted him even though he was sick and, and that kind of thing, okay? But we should, we should get to that in the book um i i'm not sure whether tonight or not okay all right uh so again i asked does god give you his spirit and work miracles among you so they they must have had some really experience in in the church i don't know whether it was healings or what, what but there must have been some kind of miraculous signs that went along with with the Spirit coming into this church, or, or coming into to, to those people, okay, Be, because they said the, the work miracles among you, uh, by works of the law, or by your believing what you heard. And I you know and I think someone tonight while we were just chatting, before mentioned that. Um, uh, Belief, if if it's not belief, it it's sin. Uh, If it's not faith, Uh, and and the opposite of of uh, sin is not virtue. Let me say because we often think that it is. Okay. The the opposite of sin is faith. And uh, I I didn't look that text up for tonight, okay? But but it's hard for us to think like that because we think that my my sin is 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 we'll say is an act. Uh, So the opposite of that would be to do a good act. No, no, faith is the opposite of sin. Okay, yeah, it it really is. Okay, Uh, so. You don't get there through the law. You get there by believing what you heard. That's how you get there. It, boy, I when I was a young man, young Christian, man, I wanted a rule book. You need to tell me, and I'll do it. And then the, the longer I become a the longer I'm a Christian, the longer I'm a Christian, the longer I'm a Christian. Faith is all you get. Yeah. It's a dog this thing. <laughs> you it it is the dog this thing, but that's all you get is your belief, your faith. It, it and you I know we can i Look for something else. I look for something I could get a hold of, and, and yeah. what do you get? Your faith. So, for, just for my own personal study, um, and I think somebody in here really ticked me off to get me started on that. They wanna talk about overcoming, and I thought, oh man, what a great subject, and so I thought I'd do some work on that. Oh, i didn't get anywhere on it <laughs> i i did I, I just couldn't get and I just so I lined out some things uh, about about overcoming and uh picked actually it was dealing with demons uh in in the Bible and those those you know what especially the legend no legion legion. Guy called Legion in the Bible. I wanted to study that one and Jesus and temptation, but I didn't get very far with that. But faith is the only thing you get. Yeah. You faith get is. O- I'm sorry. And you get with that. Yes. Yeah. But but it's like faith is the only thing you get. But I. But I was hoping to maybe find out how faith <laughs> works. And I didn't get very far. I'm still working on it. It's on, it's on my sheet uh, at home, okay? I'm still working on it. All right. but, but they needed to remember where they come from. Yeah. How did you get started? How did you start on this journey? Well, you believe what you heard, and you receive the Spirit. Barry, you know, go ahead. Diane has a very good point. What is that, Diane? Oh yes, wise words. If faith is all you get, faith is all you need. Wise words. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. There's more. To, no, that's the, that ends the uh, uh, your experience. Now we go to the appeal of the scriptures. Uh, uh and the appeal is oh, can we go back to the other slide this we a little bit uh it, this is going to be uh cut up into three things. Uh sons of Abraham. He's looking to the text to tell him uh, these hearers, looking to um what has gone on before to tell the, the heroes, the hearers of this that. Faith is all there is, okay? Faith is all there is. you don't get anything written uh anything like that okay faith faith is so it's Abraham's son and then the curse of the law, and then the priority of the promise uh and so we'll uh we'll look at those three things as we go through uh so also Abraham believed God and was accredited to him as righteousness. That is a standard uh, statement. Uh, it's in the text, of course, but Paul loves to make this statement. And I think every time he does this is what he's saying is not faith is not only uh, the, the only way it is now, but it has always been that way. Thank you. Hey, that's the hardest thing for us to get to our, get to our heads is it, it is like that. Matter of fact, it's always been that way, but which makes sense uh, that reality remains reality because it's reality. Yeah. Uh, un- understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. So what makes you a child of Abraham? If you have faith, you are, whether you know it or not, if you have faith, you are a child of Abraham. Okay? That's, uh, that's it. Scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, so God is not surprised that the Gentiles are being welcomed in now by faith. Yeah. And if you, if, if you read the Old Testament... Every once in a while, you'll have one of these clear-cut places where God is making room for Gentiles. You'll see them every once in a while, and you have to kind of look for them. And then all of a sudden, you oh yeah, God cares for Gentiles too. Yeah, especially like Jonah. You know, the whole book of Jonah is about going to preach to a Gentile city that's in trouble. Why? Why? Because God loves them, and, and God wants better for them, and so He's going to send His spokesman over there. He don't want to go, but God's going to send Him over. <clears throat> the Scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. Well, the, how how does that happen? Jesus Christ. He's a descendant of Abraham, and the whole world is blessed through him. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under the curse. Now, there's the second point there is what can the law do for you? It can curse you. Well, that's good. Is there anything else there? Are you, are you, see, the law can't do anything else. And even if you look at our, uh, our court t- today, even if you, if you look at that, they don't like, uh, the, the jury can't say you're innocent. It never says that. Because it can't absolve you from anything. What is it what the best you can get is what yes. not guilty of that crime we know you 're guilty of something <laughs> but but it, yeah we, we know you 're guilty of something, but this one you 're not because what because we can 't prove it, and so the law cannot give you life or strength or yes. or even hope uh it, it, it can't give those things to you. It, it just by its very nature, it can't do that. Uh, so, uh, Gentile by faith. So, these who rely on faith are blessed. blessed uh, Abraham. For all who rely on the works of the law are a curse. As it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of law, okay? And, and that's just the way law is. If you, if you break one, you've broken them all. It's good as breaking them all. Uh, so the, the law doesn't really help you at, at, that, at that point. Uh, it can tell you where you do wrong. It can point that out to you, but it can't do anything else for you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no. It 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 lacks the vitality. It lacks power. It lacks spirit. It lacks grace. It, it lacks all the all the good things that we get in Jesus Christ. That's what it lacks. Okay, let's go to the next. <clears throat> Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because righteousness. The righteous will live by faith. Now, that little phrase there—it's it just so marvelous. Um, and if you if you follow if if you can do that in your Bible, th- that was first uh, penned by Habakkuk. First penned that. Now, now this is. This is long before Jesus, long before Jesus, this prophet who was wrestling with God in his life came to the conclusion, which we've been talking about tonight, is faith is all you get. Because how do the righteous live? By faith. And the righteous have faith means they live. And usually, when you see this verse, it'll have a different emphasis where wherever you might wherever you might find it. Paul writes this in two of his letters. He writes this in Romans. Starts the book of Romans out. Uh, the the key, the key verse in verse uh, chapter one, verse seventeen, the, the last phrase in that is, "The just shall live by faith." Uh, and that, that's how important this text is. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, uh, quotes this text. And, of course, we well, already mentioned that it's the first one to pen this is Habakkuk. Uh, but but what, what a brilliant thought to put on paper is uh, that one right there. Yeah. Uh, the person who does these things will live. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Now notice there he switches. It's not Jesus Christ, but it's Christ Jesus. That is something that Paul does on a regular basis. And I think it's which. Is, is what I talked to you earlier about, is Paul meets the risen Christ. He doesn't, he doesn't meet the flesh Jesus, uh, although it, it is Jesus Christ. But he, he very often will have Christ uh, there, there first, okay? Uh, so that by faith, we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And of course, the Spirit is what delivers life. To us altogether. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goes through. Okay. That's uh, That takes us to the curse and now the priority of the promise. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established So it is in this case, the promise were spoken to Abraham and his seed. Scripture does not say, and seeds, meaning many people, but, and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. That is, this comes by one person, and that is Jesus Christ. That's how, that's, how we, that's how we get it. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. You can't do that. Nothing that comes later will do away with the promise. And I love the way Paul talks about this. When you get used to him uh, talking like this, I, I, really, I really love that. Uh, For if the inheritance depend on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. That makes sense. It's, it, it's either this or that. Now, you, you make up your mind, okay? It's either this or that. But God, in his grace, oh, there it is, There gave it to Abraham through a promise. It does not come in the DNA. The The blessings and the salvation of God does not come by DNA. It comes by way of promise. I, I know it is. In other words, you can never, ever put God in a box and... Th- and said, well, you have to operate this way. No, he don't. He does not, and you can never get it. In other words, you have to save every one of Abraham's... No, he doesn't. Just those who are of the promise. And uh, some of us have a hard time uh, with that. Uh, I hope not. I hope you do all right with that, okay? Uh, But just remember... you. It's, it's like Jesus on a leash. You can't put Jesus on a leash and, you'll, and you sick him on people and he does stuff. He don't do that. You can't do that. Every time you think you've got him figured out, he pops out and he comes up over there. It's beautiful. After a while, you get to where that's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. And... Because we can't trust ourselves sometimes, you know, so it's, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful uh, that he's that way. Okay, um, that ends that section. Uh, oh, the now, okay, uh, the function of the law, okay? 19, is it? I think it's 19 to specify transgressions and to prepare us for Christ. That's the two things that he, uh, Paul, is uh, trying to do with this. Okay. Yeah, 19. Uh, Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. Uh, This is the understanding of how the law actually got into the hands. Uh, It it says by angels. Uh, We usually think of Moses, uh, but it says by angels, and it it does that time and time again, okay? A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if the law had been given that could import life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. That's just an argument, just a stating of, of, of facts. You, it, it, it cannot come that way. It just, it, it, it can't, the law never does that. It just, it just can't. Okay. But the scripture is locked up everything under the control of sin so that what was promised being given through faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. There. It's just all who believe. That, that's who get it. Uh, before the coming of faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until faith... Uh, that was to to come would be revealed, so that the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. In other words, you needed the law uh, to 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 keep you straight, to 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 teach you what what sin is. You you needed the law to do that but now you've become of age and you don't need that law anymore. And you become of age, how's that? By faith in Jesus Christ. And I think one place that talks about having stony hearts, and now you have hearts of flesh, and it means that in a good sense. It means you're soft, alive, pliable, changeable. And so now you have a heart that is, That God can deal with, God can mold and make something good out of. You had stony hearts before, uh, but now you've got hearts of flesh, hearts that are soft and, and hearts that, that can be changed. Okay. <clears throat> so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Oh, now there, that's a good one. You're children of God. I, I, I like that. I think it's First John, John says, now we are the children of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be. Okay, for all of you who were baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there any male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Wow, now that is a statement right there that is a statement when you when you talk when you talk about the freedom in the church, uh, women over here, men over here no yeah. <laughs> But they they get more subtle at this, okay? I I know it's going to sound like I don't like Baptists, okay, but I do. I actually love them. I'm serious. So so it came about in church. We had a great big vote coming up, you know, if you're familiar with Baptist bodies and that kind of thing. We had a great big vote coming up, and some well-meaning, they were well-meaning people. He's, well, we can't let the kids vote. I said, wait a minute. If we baptized them, we accept them as a member of the church, and I cannot foresee anything that would make us have second-rate members over here. You can't. You you you're a member, but you don't vote. And over here is the voting group. I said, you can't do that. If you accept their testimony that they've trusted Christ and you've baptized them, they get to vote. (laughs) Well, that went over good. So, go ahead, Daryl. yes you're a human you're yeah a human. And, and that, that was, that's some of the beauty about the book of philemon is you got this quandary what what do you do with the slave it, it's it's a great it, it's a it's a it's a great kind of a, a paragraph on slave and, and free at, uh, from from here no, <laughs> you got that. You got that one. You got that one, boy. Uh, and, uh, the whole thing is is a, is a slippery slope, but it's ours, and that's what we have to navigate. Yeah. And that's why you you always you always work at at equality. Uh, in in a sense of uh, belonging to God, and in a sense of value, and that kind of thing. Okay, go ahead, Daryl. You, you you belong to him. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And, and the structure is it's like putting on a coat. Yeah, yeah, it's like putting on your clothes. This is this is who you are now. Yeah, as your as your clothes express who you are, and they do. They they express who you are. Not everything about you, not everything wonderful and all that kind of stuff. Okay, but it does say something. You know. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And, and, and remember this is a goal you're working on right here. This, this is the goal. And I, and I, I just, I, I just think it's that that's one of the reasons why we love this book and that this book is the book of freedom. Okay. I know we haven't talked a lot about that yet, but you'll see that as we, as we go along, it is the book of freedom. In other words, if you have the law, you are not free. You are captured by the law, but if you have Jesus Christ in His Spirit, you are free. It, and many, many throughout ages have come up with it. All you have to do is love, and everything else will follow in line. That's one way. One way to say it. Okay. Uh, actually, Paul said it better than I did. But Yes. But it's yeah. Let yes, so if, if we'll Let me yes. Let Let me pick up on it. if you if if you're not hearing her. If you love yourself, you'll regulate your intake. You You normally. If you love yourself like you should, I hope you do. And if you don't, if you never thought about that, I want you to think about that. You will treat yourself good. You you you'll feed yourself good food. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to go there. <laughs> He's up here muddling. No Coke. No Pepsi. <laughs> but, but they, but they <laughs> but but yeah, when i when I first took God seriously, and I this is confession, okay Joan, do not start in on me, okay? I wouldn't need bacon by I, I just thought pork was bad, you know it says in the text? <laughs> Okay, pork. Yeah, bacon's pork. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just saying that. Uh, okay. I, hopefully, I've grown since then, and I and and I understand a little better. Please, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Only what I can get. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but. Yes, yes, okay. And because I, I think I understand Paul better now, okay? And uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, where, where did, oh yeah, we finished this section no, here. I'm sorry, the last sentence. Oh, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And, and I wanna come back and do the heirs yeah, but he'll do the promise again a little later. We, uh, we, we have to do Hagar and uh, Sarah yet. Uh, so what is that? 329. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, we, we, we didn't do that. Okay, I don't think I'll forget it's fourth chapter. I, I got a scribble here, so it should be good so it should Oh thank you. Thank you Thank you uh, seriously. this is the best team. Our team is the very best. Oh no. they are. okay, any anything else that we need? and then we'll uh, we'll take up in two weeks, okay? Lord, we thank you for your love toward us in your son. Uh, We will never, ever take it for granted. And if we happen to do that sometime, soften our hearts and help us to realize what that love is. And and we ask you to do this in Jesus' name. Amen.